0: Welcome to this episode of Exploring Faith, the new podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. This week, Captain Richard Weston, one of the ministers here in Morley, talks on the theme of when the going gets tough. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are broadcast live at 10.15 every Sunday morning on Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. Picture the scene, if you would. It's Tuesday morning. Tuesday is my prep day ready for Sunday. After a couple of hours on Tuesday, I was getting more and more and more frustrated because nothing would come. The Lord made it very clear to me that the passage of scripture I had been led to for today was the passage he wanted me to focus on with this theme of when the going gets tough. Yet nothing would come. Perhaps I was trying too hard. So when the going got tough on Tuesday for this one, I got irritated. This one was getting a little impatient and then a couple of things happened. Actually, three or four things happened, but firstly, I put the kettle on. I stepped away from my desk and I had a break, feeling I was trying to force things too much. I went to try and clear my head I returned to my desk and I was directed to open the Salvation Army songbook and I found myself in the discipleship section of our songbook. I flick through the songs in that section, bearing in mind the theme for this morning's meeting, when the going gets tough. There are a total of 59 songs in our discipleship section and in those 59 songs, here are some of the words I picked out. Where he leads me, I will follow, I'll go with him all the way. Travel along in the sunshine, on the King's Highway, travel along, singing a song, follow Jesus all the way. Then my soul shall fear no ill, let him lead me where he will. I will go without a murmur, and his footsteps follow still. All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet I bow worldly pleasures all forsaken, take me Jesus, take me now. The words that I was reading were fairly familiar words to me, but as I've asked myself in the past, I found myself asking again if they were just words that we find all too easy to sing because they were chosen by a meeting leader in the past. But actually in practice, those words have made very little difference to my ordinary, everyday life that we are challenged to hand completely over to God in Romans 12. So as I sat and I pondered, I wondered to myself, have we made this discipleship thing anything but costly? Have we devalued it somehow by glibly singing the words that are in our songbook as part of our worship, but actually, in the world we live in, outside of our Sunday worship, how much effect do they really have? Worldly pleasures, all forsaken, for example. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. Have we made it an optional extra? I thought about the possibility of of being a Christian without actually being a disciple. Then another song came to mind, and, and this song, it nearly pushed me over the edge. I need you to bear in mind our theme for this morning, when the going gets tough. This song was not in our discipleship section, it came to mind. It's in our warfare section, yes, our warfare section. Here are the words that came to mind. Keep in step all the time. Don't fall out and rest for a while. Follow Jesus all the way and smile. Keep in step all the time. This is the line, this is the line that nearly pushed me over the edge. You will find each day your pathway easy if you keep in step all the time. What are you doing to me, Lord? Find each day your pathway easy if you keep in step all the time. Each day, easy? Really? When the going gets tough, you will find each day your pathway easy if you keep in step all the time. I thought to myself, try telling that to the faithful followers who are grieving lost ones at the moment, who weren't able to be with them in their precious final moments. Try telling that to those who are worried about their jobs. Try telling that to those who are worried about their child's education. Try telling that to those who are struggling financially. Try telling that to those who can't visit family members who are ill. Try telling that to those that are struggling with their own mental health at the moment. Try telling that, and I'll leave you to fill in the blank for you this morning. What have we done to discipleship? Perhaps we need to redefine it. Perhaps we need a fresh understanding of what it is. I remind you of those words that we used as we all logged on this morning to this worship. Do they see Jesus in me? Do they recognise your face? Do I communicate your love and grace? Do I reflect who you are in the way I choose to be? Do they see Jesus, Jesus, in me, in all circumstances, in all situations, on all occasions, is what I say is in my heart, reflected in the way I choose to be in those times. The second thing that happened to me in my struggles to come up with something for this morning was when the thought came into my mind about the vicar of Baghdad, Canon Andrew Wright, an Anglican ch- clergyman preaching Christianity in a Muslim state. He reports on inviting members of ISIS into his home to talk to them, putting his life on the line. Far from having an easy path every day, some of the things he shared are far fr- far too explicit to share in this format on a Sunday morning. But I did come across this story of a lady called Arifah and the price she paid to stay a Christian in Iraq. Arifah refused to be identified with Islam. The price she paid was leaving her home country of Iraq with nothing. She says, I was finishing my engineering degree and worked in a company as a petroleum engineer. Oppression on our family was intense. Kidnapping was a constant threat especially fearing our children would be taken. Christian homes were burned. Bombings and murders by Muslim extremists happened daily. We had to leave, said Arifa. Our escape was to escape to Jordan, where there is safety and where we had a better opportunity to immigrate to a different country. Our drive is to make a better future for our children. However, the only way we can leave is to get an invitation and some aid from the country we want to go to. Arifa's family, like thousands more, had waited a long time to get the needed documents and aid. Arifa was told, you have to cover up. You must wear the hijab if you want to work here. If you don't cover up with this shawl to prove you're a Muslim, then you will pay the price. Hundreds have waited four or five years just for a visa to leave. The Jordanian government does not allow us Iraqis to work, get a licence or go to school. We receive limited help from different organisations, but it is barely enough to survive. We want to immigrate so we can work and get an education for our children, Arifa shares. After a while, Syrian refugees in Jordan were given ID cards and now they can seek employment. The Iraqis don't understand why they aren't getting the same opportunities. Some sources say that the Jordanian authorities believe Iraqi refugees can and should return home soon. Others claim that Jordan's policies intentionally discriminate against Iraqi Christian refugees. Arifa was asked do you have your diploma from college? She said, because I refused to cover up, they would not give me my test certificate or scores. The only way I could get my paperwork was to become a Muslim. It's like the early church. All you had to do was say, Caesar is Lord to escape martyrdom. All I had to say was, I testify that there is no other God but Allah and I testify that Muhammad is Allah's messenger. I would not, Arifa said. Jesus is Lord, period. Arifa and many others are paying the price, carrying their cross and trusting Jesus. If you ask them, is it worth it? They shout a resounding yes. When the going gets tough, Jesus is Lord, period. Back to some of the questions that this whole discipleship, when the going gets tough theme raised, as I was working through for this morning. And I'm sorry, but I think I'm going to pose more questions and provide answers this morning. And I'd encourage you to keep thinking this through for yourself in your own situation in these days. I wonder, have we been shy to speak the name of Jesus for fear of the reaction in a country where we would get nothing like the reaction that Aretha has just testified to? When the going gets tough, are we sure that we would stand for Christ, for Christ alone? Would we be bold enough to do that? Have we made it all seemingly easy? Have we, as a Salvation Army, taken our focus off discipling because our attention has been taken to a whole host of other things? If we have taken our focus off discipleship, are we happy about that? Do we need to recapture that sense of boldness in proclaiming the Gospel message of the saving power of Jesus Christ? at all times, in all situations, to all people, even if that means that he's going to be tough. Jesus is Lord, period. I've enlisted some help for this morning. Why don't you listen to this chap and see if what he says rings any bells?
1: Yes, I'd like to make a complaint about mis-selling. No, no, not a pension. Uh, it was discipleship. When? Oh, about a year ago. Does that qualify? It depends. On what? Well, I was attracted by the huge benefits on offer. Uh, let me just quote you a few examples from the brochure. Straight paths, fishing trips, healing, wholeness, rewards, love and kindness, freedom from worry. Hard to resist. I'm sure you'll agree. What did I actually get? Well, to be honest, I have had some of those things and that's been great, but... What do you mean, so I got what I paid for? I didn't pay anything. So how was I missold? Well, I gave up my job to follow this way of life and yes, it has delivered some of the benefits promised. But now I find out there's a catch. Now I hear there'll be persecution, accountability and having to forgive others more than once. I have to give up possessions and may even have to leave my home and family. There's talk of lost sheep, wolves and serpents, arrest and flogging. Secrets will be shouted from the rooftops. Nobody wants that. Families may be split apart and lives will be lost. You have got to help me. What can I do? Did I read what? The terms and conditions? Nah, never bother with those. I just tick the box.
0: He was attracted by some lovely things, some of which were received. It was interesting to note it didn't cost anything, but actually he was discovering just how costly it was. He didn't seem to know what it really meant. I wonder, do we? Let's look at our scripture reading for this morning. Students, we read are not above their teachers or servants above their master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. The original Greek word used here for student has been translated from their word for disciple. Student is a good word for disciple. It is enough for students to be like their teachers. Michael Wilkinson says the ultimate goal of a disciple is to be like the Master. To be like Jesus. This hope possesses me. In every thought and deed, this is my aim, my creed. And in the very next verse of our scripture reading, there is a clue to this costly discipleship. We read, if the house, head of the house... Had been called Beelzebub, how much more than members of the household. Jesus has suffered. Jesus has been taken to the cross. Jesus has paid the ultimate sacrifice. And Jesus is saying to his disciples here, if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. He was warning them that the going may get tough. And then in the next section of the reading that Lorna read to us this morning, in the next five verses, verse 26 to 31, just see how many times Jesus says to his disciples, do not be afraid. Verse 26, do not be afraid. Verse 28, do not be afraid. Verse 31, don't be afraid. Jesus says in this section that God cares for the sparrows. One of the cheapest things that can be bought Yet not one of the sparrows falls outside the realms of the father's care. He knows when they fall. Jesus goes on to remind the disciples that God knows even the numbers of hairs on their head. He says, don't be afraid, because you are worth more than any sparrow, and the sparrow will not be allowed to fall outside of the father's care, and neither will they. So why should we not want to put ourselves into all the situations that God calls us as his disciples into if he promises to keep us inside of his care? Yet sometimes we hesitate. We take the easy option. We miss the opportunities that he gives us. Sometimes our actions in the world out there don't match up with the things we express in our worship wherever that takes place in these days. And the next verse gives us a warning. It's one of those wow verses from Scripture for me. It leaves little need for interpretation. Verse 32, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Shall I read that again? Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do I need to make that any clearer? Or does it speak for itself, that verse? Shall I just read it one more time for clarity? Shall I just say those words again and let them sink in? Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. We heard the story of Arifa, who was asked, who was told, who was almost forced to testify that there is no other God but Allah. But she would not, because even in that persecution, even in that very situation where she was risking her life, she was happy to proclaim, Jesus is Lord, period. She will be acknowledged before her Father in heaven. He must come before anything else. And we read in the next couple of verses... some people struggle to get their head around these verses. I've come to turn a man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Nothing, nothing but nothing should stand in the way of our relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord and Saviour and we read in verse 37 Jesus says Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Our reminder this morning is that discipleship is a costly business. Being a follower of Jesus is a costly business. And that reminder is because I think sometimes we forget that. Many of us tuned in this morning, I'm guessing, have chosen to be a a disciple as a Salvation Army soldier. And just for a moment, I speak directly to those soldiers this morning who have signed their articles of war when is the last time you read your articles of war when is the last time that you reminded yourself what you signed up for not just what you believe but what you committed your life to be as disciples of jesus as outlined in your soldier's covenant perhaps i could encourage you in these days to to find out your articles of war to read it through, to reread it in these days and rediscover what it is that you've signed up for. To all of us, a couple of weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, we sang a song that not many knew. It was chosen for its words, their words of great challenge. One of those lines was picked out and commented on in the feed for our worship. The contributor said, One of the hardest lines to sing and hear, that line was, lukewarm, that's you, and it makes you useless. But surely, unless we keep learning and growing and developing as disciples of Jesus, we will become lukewarm. We will become ineffective. We will become less and less relevant and therefore we will become useless in taking the message of the gospel to the ends of the earth as we sung in conclusion last week. I'm sure Eliot, with his Rubik's Cube would not be as proficient at his Rubik's Cube without the practice that he needed to put in, without the focus that he needed of wanting to get better and better at it. We must have the same dedication and devotion to being a disciple of Jesus, to learning what that means for us, to applying it to our lives and to being effective and then, I believe, being fruitful disciples of Jesus. Have we made discipleship all too easy? Have we made it all too habitual? Have we relaxed our focus? Have we made our priorities ones that are for our own purposes rather than those of God? To paraphrase part of that drama presentation that Adrian brought to us, do we need to read the small print in the brochure again to know what discipleship is? When the going gets tough, what do you do? We're going to sing a song, it's a tough song. It's a tough song to sing. Can you sing these words and mean every word this morning? If crosses come, if it should cost me dearly to be the servant of my servant Lord, if darkness falls around the path of duty and men despise the Saviour I've adored, I'll not turn back whatever it may cost. If doors should close, Then other doors will open. The word of God can never be contained. His love cannot be finally frustrated by narrow minds or prison bars restrained. If tears should fall, if I am called to suffer, if all I love men should deface, defame, I'll not deny the one that I have followed, nor be ashamed to bear my master's name. I'll not turn back whatever it may cost. I am called to live to love, and save the lost. I hope you can sing those words this morning. I really do. And I invite you just where you are this morning to reaffirm that commitment to be a disciple of Jesus in all circumstances of life and particularly when the going gets tough. Maybe this morning the words of that song are just too much for you to commit to. It's your desire But just now, it's too much. I'd invite you to come before the Lord this morning and ask him to make that desire possible in your life. And I don't want to sound like one of those television evangelists that we see on the TV channels. But this morning, as we sing this song, if it really would help you to pray with somebody, we're at the end of a phone. James will pop the number on the screen. And if you this morning need to speak to somebody, to pray with somebody this morning, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. We'd be happy to pray with you as we have with other people in the past few weeks over the phone. As scripture said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Respond as we sing this song this morning. I hope you can sing I'll not turn back whatever it may cost, when the going gets tough, will you say, Jesus is Lord, period?